listening to Skull Crack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic the Gathering podcast. I'm your host David Wolf, and I'm joined here by Kieran and Alan. And each and every week we bring you all the latest Magic news as well as our tournament report and of course our deck of the week. Hey, how's it going? How are you? Not too bad. Very good. Good stuff. What's up? Uh, not a lot, to be honest. Had a, had a big weekend, big weekend of magic. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, yeah. relaxing. Magic David over the last two weeks. You know, we filled up this so uh, magic, yeah. this life pad. Oh really? That's always a good yeah. feeling when you fill up a life pad. Wait, hold on. We skip the page. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a quick game now. Yeah. <laughs> fill it up, yeah. Mental magic. Yeah. No, no, not in the mood for that. Have what's you ever done that? As well? Yeah. Well, what's what's mental magic? What's mental magic? So you just you just say we play now, and then we both just like. You have seven cards, but you don't have to say what they are at first. And then, like I say, I play a card and you can respond to it. And then you have to remember how many cards you have left, but you can just say you have whatever card you want. I like that. It's a yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my head, I was like, yeah, maybe, is, is, I, I think I could have guessed what it was, but that's just saying it's too absurd to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's mm-hmm. great fun. Cool. Also, yeah. it was quite good. Yeah. Yeah. What if you don't have a card to pitch to it? Yeah, well then don't say force will. Pay <laughs> <laughs> you five mana. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you have five full, mana. Full price, full Tough price. to get to five mana in mental magic, to be honest, uh-huh, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's true. Um, I, I mean, if you resolve your turn one Ancestral, you can probably do it. But <laughs> that's tough. They have four mental missteps. Like, so. <laughs> I once played mental magic, uh, but I... I was playing mental magic, but my opponent was playing a real deck. That's pretty. That's a pretty good position. And I lost. You lost. <laughs> what? That's pretty sick. Uh, I think my my opponent was playing Abzan, and I was playing Jess guy. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, so you were still playing. Are you playing like a deck? J- okay. Jay's Prince Prodigy. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, playing yeah. a deck. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty uh, cool. I knew my deck list off by heart. So I was like, yeah, and then he did things, and I was like, no, I can't win. Nothing left in my deck. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, okay, so we don't have too much to talk about this week in terms of uh, news news, but we do have a, a, a another kind of big turn report. Um, so our news is pretty much just Eternal Weekend and then a few of the standard and modern uh, tournaments that took place yeah. from Star City Games. And then we'll be giving our tournament report on our store, local store championship, or mm-hmm. store, store invitational. invitational game day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then our deck of the week, which will be the, the deck that I played at, at said invitational. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going to call it game day from now on. Because really? Wizards gave that up. Right? All right. So now it's free. Uh, free but it's, the yeah. Because it was called store champs before, but now we yeah. can't call it that anymore. Basically. Yeah. Now they decided to call it game day store champs, which I think is stupid. Game day is better. Yeah, 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 it's cooler. Yeah, yeah. We, we can't call this game day because it's two days. Game days. days. Well, oh, they have terrible. They have several game days when it was game day. That's oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, they Sunday. did. Yeah, they had game day Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. It was very confusing. I'm glad they changed it to store championships. Yeah, yeah. And now there's just gonna be two store championships for I, each set. That makes even less sense. What? Like now that like Saturday and Sunday. Day. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. you're not the store champion if. They should Someone get the, oh, the yeah. winners of, of both days to play each other. Oh, yeah. And um, they could be the real store champion. Yeah, the loser has to rip up their playmat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or, or merge the playmats together so it's double-sided. Ooh, that'd Ooh. be good. Have you seen the playmat for the... Actually, I haven't. No. no. It's what actually really cool. It's the it? uh, it's the map of Ixalan. Oh, the map that they released. Yeah, cool. yeah. That'd be cool. It's actually okay. pretty cool. They've been doing some interesting things with it recently, like that... Yeah. 
the map and uh, the in our devastation when it said mastermind instead of champion. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty, and that was pretty cool. Like, worthy adversary was that another one or something? Uh, something like that. Worthy yeah. champion, I think. Worthy it's champion. Yeah, yeah. But like the art for that was terrible. It yeah, was, yeah, it was yeah. deem worthy, which is yeah. fine, like appropriate, but whatever. yeah. Era devastation was great. Yeah, that yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, props to Paul. With that. Yeah, yeah. Intimidating everybody with that playmat. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, we crack into Eternal Weekend. You yeah. Start? So cool. I think I'm maybe the kind of the only one out of the three of us that, that watched very much of it. Yeah. Uh, I watched a load of vintage, which was great. It's like there's not really very many chances you get to yeah. watch like high level vintage or mm-hmm. any vintage at all really apart from watching Rich A stream on Twitch <laughs> who came second at the event unsurprisingly nice. as one of the, the hardest working vintage players in the world so it was uh, basically the meta from what I saw seemed to be uh, workshops against a load of oath decks like blue oath decks mm. um, so the top 8 was uh, in first place we had Hans Jacob uh, Goddick Oh, sorry, this is Legacy. Sorry, I was like, that's not who won. Uh, no, sorry, in Vintage we had a Canadian man by the name of... Sorry, let me get it up here. I'm sorry. I'm failing. Jim Carrey. Sorry, it was, <laughs> no, it was uh, Andrew Markerton. Sorry, yeah, he was playing Shops. Uh, second place we had Rich Shea, also playing Shops, which he had titled as Pirate Stompy, but sadly was not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he had zero, zero Pirates, I believe, in uh, 75. Uh, uh, yeah, and then third place we had Pat Failing, who was on Oath of Druids. Uh, fourth place we had Mike Kiesel on Ravager Shops. Fifth place Ibrahim Aldridge on Oath of Druids. Sixth place Brian Kelly on Oath of Druids with Inferno Titan, which is pretty sweet. Oh, wow. uh, seventh place Brian Durkin on Ravager Shops. Eighth place Eric Virgo on Ravager Shops. <laughs> so a lot of shops mirrors. Yeah, a lot of shops yeah. mirrors. Uh, Sorry, the the fir- the two the two first place lists. Were they Ravager shops as well? Or yeah, yeah, they were all, okay, they were all, all Ravager shops. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, so a lot of shops mirrors. Not the most exciting thing in the world to watch. Mm. Uh, it's pretty coin flippy, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Whoever's on the play just has like an insanely high advantage because usually they just play out all their fast mana and then put down a sphere effect, like a, thor- a sphere of resistance or a thorn mm-hmm. of amethyst or a trinosphere, mm-hmm. and then the other person just can never cast a spell for the entire game. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it works. Nice. Yeah, so uh, Shop's Mirror is not the best. The final wasn't the most fun to watch. Uh, and Oath is kind of coin flippy as well, so it's like... How, how, I, I know the cards, Oath of Druids, but what I don't understand. What the, what are the decks? Uh, so basically what you do with Oath of Druids... Well, Workshops basically is named after Mishra's Workshop, yeah. Uh, yeah. which is a land that taps for three mana, but you can only use it to play artifact spells. Mm-hmm. So it's basically that uh, and a load of cheap artifact creatures uh, and tax effects. Mm-hmm. And basically... Okay, yeah. You just stop them from casting their spells, and then you kill them with a lodestone golem mm-hmm. or a walking ballista or an archive right, ravager, right. yeah. uh, which you can do pretty quickly actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Oath of Druids deck is basically just like all the the good blue spells and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You got ancestral and dig through time and all that stuff, all the and time walk, all the all the mm-hmm. power cards. Uh, and then Oath of Druids is an enchantment that says uh, on each player's upkeep if they control fewer creatures than an opponent they mill through their deck until they hit a creature and then they put it into play for free so basically you use forbidden orchard as a land which when you tap uh their your opponent gets i think a one one flying yeah. spirit is yeah. that right mm-hmm. yeah so you use that to use to get the mana to play your oath of druids that gives them a creature and then you pass the turn they have to either kill the spirit by the time it gets back to your turn or your yeah. oath triggers and there are different versions. Uh, sometimes you kill them with a Gristlebrand or an Emrakul. Usually you just cast Gristlebrand and then draw your deck and mm-hmm. kill them wherever you want. 
Uh, or there's different combo versions where you can kill them with different creatures that okay. you know recur in your graveyard and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You mm-hmm. kill them with a pirate spell bomb or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's kind of the it's probably the most reliable, I guess, blue combo deck in the format at the moment. People before that were playing like the storm deck, paradoxical outcome, which mm-hmm. I think still was it was at the tournament, but just. Uh, storm decks are, I think, are just so bad against workshops decks because of all the tax effects. Like, there's just no oh, way yeah, you can yeah. you can go off basically. Mm-hmm. So, but with oath against shops, all you have to do basically is resolve one oath of druids, and then like if you get to trigger, you'll probably win the game. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the idea because everyone knew shops was the best deck going into it. I think, mm-hmm, yeah. but uh, yeah, shops came out on top. So uh, Andrew Markton gave a really nice uh, interview for first place. He was really emotional. Uh, he top aided this the previous year. Um, and he was like absolutely delighted to have won obviously he said he put an awful lot of time into it mm. uh, he was really happy to be playing as Rich in the finals who he said was a good friend and he tested yeah. a lot as well and they almost had the same list uh, so that was really nice and mm-hmm. uh, yeah he just seemed like he loved magic and was he was really enthusiastic about the format and stuff it was great to see because um, I think a lot of people think of vintage players as just wanting to just you know play with their expensive toys or whatever mm-hmm. they're just mm-hmm. like either rich people or uh or just like rich old school, or rich A, yeah, <laughs> a he is a certain type of rich person. <laughs> yeah. uh, or they're like old school players that just still have a collection or yeah, whatever yeah, want to play. Yeah. But like Andrew Markton definitely was taking it very seriously, competitively, mm-hmm. and uh, that was really cool to see. And uh, yeah, so congratulations to him. It was nice. uh, uh, to be honest, the finals weren't that fun to watch. It was like yeah. it was like a fifteen minute finals or something like that. Um, where yeah, I think I think uh, Rich actually won on the draw in game one which was very surprising mm. but then I think uh, yeah he couldn't couldn't take another game mm-hmm. after that unfortunately mm-hmm. uh, and then in Legacy we had a lot of Delver of Secrets and Deathrite Shaman yes. decks so unsurprising if you know the format at all so in first place in this one we had Hans Jacob Goddick on Sultai Delver uh, second place Eric Virgo who also top 8 Vintage on Teamer Delver third place Bob Huang on Grixis Delver so if three no pirates. no pirates, unfortunately, there might be. Is there any pirate? No, there's definitely no pirates. Yeah, yeah. Admiral Becca Brass and Grixis Elver. Mm, you could get it in there. Unfortunately, uh, four out of three, three yeah. in the deck. Uh, fourth place, we have Hani Alnimer or Alnimer. I'm not sure on Esper Deathblade. Fifth place, Andre uh, Strasky on Check Pile. Uh, sixth place, Luke Bloom on Grixis Delver. Uh, seventh place, Seth Black on Eldrazi Stompy. And eighth place, Brian Koval on Grixis Delver. So we had two decks in the top eight that didn't play four Deathrite Shamans, wow. basically. Every, six of the eight decks played played a place out of Deathrite Shaman. Uh, one of those two decks was um, the Teamer Delver deck, which is more commonly known as Canadian Threshold, which is the Nimble Mongoose, Hooting Mandrills uh, Delver deck, basically. Right. So yeah. it's just much more aggro, kind of stompy. Uh, so you, you're not really messing around with true name or with a uh, with Deathrite Shaman. You're mm-hmm. just gonna kill him really fast. And then the other deck uh, was Eldrazi, which yeah. doesn't have much use for a Deathrite Shaman. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and is also very good against Deathrite Shaman decks because you can land a turn one Chalice quite a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I imagine people thought like uh, Eldrazi wasn't really gonna be much of a player after Miracles got banned because mm-hmm. they were saying like basically all the Chalice decks were just good against Miracles because if you land a turn one Chalice for for one. They're basically dead. They yeah. can't really do much about it. But uh, Delver rising to prominence in the top of the format, mm. um, and people moving away from Leovold decks. Although, still a Delver couple of these were still Leovold decks. Yeah. So yeah, the the um, no, actually, the only Leovold deck in the top eight was was yeah. Sorry, it was a uh, Checkpile uh, Andre Strasky on Checkpile in fifth place. That was the mm. only 
those are the only copies of Leobold in the top eight. Mm. So I guess it's just too expensive against all the Delver decks, maybe people have been moving away from it. Yeah. But that kind of in turn makes Chalice of the Void good again because mm. there's all these one drop spells yeah. that people are trying to cast in the Delver decks. Uh, and you kill people really fast with Eldrazi as well. So that was pretty cool. So I didn't see as much of this as I saw Vintage, but I thought it was pretty cool. Like all these are decks are like super interactive and stuff, you know? It's yeah. like it's not like you were watching people just combo someone out on Storm on turn two or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so even though, like, it looks like a lot of the same deck, like, all the decks had different variations. They were all super interactive. Like, a lot of these games come down to, like, important decisions in the, in the early turns. But, like, mm. there are definitely, like, multiple decision points in every game, I think. Like, it's very rare, like, when you have Delver, Delver Mirrors, Deathrite Mirrors, that it's going to come down to just, like, you know, one decision in the early game just completely mm-hmm. runs the game over. Mm-hmm which is something that people do complain about Legacy uh, sometimes, that the games are too compressed into, you know, one or two decision points. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I feel like these kind of mid-range mirrors is kind of is pretty much as interactive as Legacy yeah. is going to get. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to have to go back and watch some of that uh, top eight. Fair play to Andre Strasky for coming fifth with Czech Pile. I'm not sure how much of a Legacy specialist he is. Yeah, um, showing his versatility there. Yeah, he's pretty great. He's been putting up great showings over the course of the year, I think, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Of different GPs and stuff like mm-hmm. that in Modern and I think in Standard as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Like, he, he, does, he usually does quite well at Pro Tour and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we didn't really have much spice from what I can see in any of these. They were pretty much just what you'd expect from these lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot of basic lands in this top eight. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's, uh, that's the main thing. Still doing pretty good. It might be zero basic lands if I could take a quick look. No, no, no. Esper Deathblade. Esper Deathblade has basic lands. Yeah. Those are the only basic lands in the top eight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so one deck out of eight nice. has basics in it. So, uh, yeah, Wasteland is a pretty good card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. So I really enjoyed the event, uh, watching it. Uh, Rich A, or sorry, not Rich A, uh, Randy Bueller was mm. great on commentary the whole weekend, i got to say. Okay. People make fun of Randy a lot, and I've been guilty of it in the past as well, but i got to say I thought he was he was pretty on point, and he just makes watching these old formats like a lot of fun and he always has a lot of stories and stuff about all the cards yeah, that people play yeah, and some some of the old school players like he really knows his stuff and can really bring life to the proceedings mm. so uh, yeah and shout outs to him uh, and yeah I just thought it was a thought it was a good event yeah, yeah. Um, do you know where it was held? Uh, no Chicago possibly it was on the east coast somewhere okay, I know okay. that I'm not sure Yeah, I think it might have been Chicago was there like substantial pro- like is, is this a Wizards organized tournament or no. who organized this so Card Titan organized this okay uh, yeah the prizes I'm not sure what it was for Legacy the prize for the Vintage Championships is one of the coolest things you get you get a painting of a piece of the Power 9 wow. uh, that's done by different artists every year Vulcan Baga did a lot oh, of them yeah, for years yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Steve Belladin I believe is okay. the artist's name he did a Black Lotus painting this year which is yeah. absolutely gorgeous maybe we can stick a picture of it in the show notes yeah mm. um, so you get a painting of the of the art, uh, and you get an over a huge oversized card with that art yes. as well, which is also framed. It's uh-huh. really really beautiful. Uh, Sometimes I believe they've that's where the uh, Magic Online Vintage Masters versions of the Paranine art came from, and, and the jewels and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I think they were from uh, previous Vintage Champs. Oh, okay, right, uh, right. paintings basically. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, the Vulcan Baga um, uh, Moxon are amazing yeah they're really cool and this was a gorgeous gorgeous Black Lotus as well 
And uh, Randy was saying, that, I'm not sure what the cash prize is for the tournament, but Randy was saying that like previously people have sold these paintings if they didn't want to keep them for mm. five digits. Wow, class. So that's a pretty good prize. Yeah. yeah. Although it only gets you a third of the way back to, for paying for your vintage deck. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love to own, own one of those oversized cards framed. I, mean, I was going to get one at GP Amsterdam, but yeah. it will stop me. Yeah. I didn't stop cool. you. Well, you thought you advised me not to. It was Gorybringer. I had lots of text in it. I mean, I think. We well, yeah, the pajamas. Oh, that's what I was going to get that too, maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do like to pretend it's hard. Well, you just got to win the Vintage World Championship and then there you we go for free. Yes. Sort of. Yeah. Good value. Sweet. I don't know if they give you a, a travel a travel award to get there. No, I don't think they do. No. <laughs> is that, wait, is that an open tournament? or is it? It's an open tournament, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's open in the sense that you have to own a vintage deck. So. Sure, yeah, but anybody can <laughs> sign up. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you could, so, you could go, with your, islands. Yeah, go with your standard deck. Yeah. 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 I wonder how well I do. Probably I not mean, very well. There's a lot of weird things in vintage where... Vintage decks can't deal with a lot of strategies that they don't run into often. Like Maybe one mana, three, yeah. four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I think when, when Enbringer came out first, obviously, yeah, Enbringer's played a lot in, in uh, Legacy and yeah. uh, Modern, but yeah. I think people were saying in Vintage it was just unbeatable. Yeah. For yeah. whatever reason, I'll be interacting with a 5 5 or I don't know. It's exactly like, why. yeah, that's it. I can read Mana Cost as five toughness, five barren toughness. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can still, like, Swords. There's a couple answers, yeah. Swords and, yeah. and Dismember will kill it. Yeah. That's about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah there's a lot of weird creatures yeah, that can play. Well. Uh, yeah, Scythe Tiger, I think, is one of the most famous creatures that uh, sees play. It's, it was a uh, one mana, three, two haste that you sacrifice at the end of turn. And uh, people used it to kill Jace the Mind Sculptor. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, well, no, was there not that? Um, was there not that one that's like Fleet Wheel, Cru- like Fleet Wheel Cruiser replaced yeah. it? Um, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think so. There's one yeah, that's yeah. like red, and I, you pay. It's it's like three and a red, but the red is um, Phyrexian. I think I thought that is this card. I think uh, no, Scythe Tiger is like a green one drop. Okay, oh. from Zendikar. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the Phyrexian one is. Porcelain uh, Legionnaire, something maybe? Panther, I think. Oh, yeah, Slash maybe Panther. Getting, Slash Panther. Maybe Slash I am Panther. getting confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slash Panther. Does that Shroud or something? Slash Tiger. It might do. Maybe that's it. Uh, people yeah. will be losing their minds out of here. But uh, anyway. But, uh, <laughs> he was like, no, there's no card. It's Jace Van Sculptor. You're making this up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually a good point. Jace's defeat us. Yeah, not too many Jaces in the vintage top eight, though, i got to uh, say. Really? Our boy oh, Jace is slipping lately. Is it in much. Esper, though? Uh, yeah, it's in Esper, and I think, it, I think there might have been a copy in, in Oath of Druids as well. Okay. One or two of the lists. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you'd imagine so. Mm-hmm. If you're playing blue, you probably want Jace in your yeah, deck. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, okay, so that was the Eternal Weekend. Shall we jump into some of the other tournaments that went on? Yeah. Star City Games? Yeah, definitely. Since do, you want, do you want to go for modern or standard first? I talk about modern first, sure. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a, a modern open. That was the bigger tournament, so that mm. makes sense to talk about it first. Yeah. And had eight different decks in the top eight. Which is great. Which is very cool. Yeah. So we had uh, Humans, Death and Taxes, Counters Company, Black White Eldrazi Taxes, Blue Green Merfolk, Infect. That was in that oh my one. god. Yeah, you don't see that uh, Gifts. Or a gift storm mm-hmm. and affinity. So no death shadow decks in the top eight. Yeah, death shadow doesn't seem to be doing no, all that well. No Eldrazi either. Yeah. Well, there's Eldrazi yeah. taxes, but that's, that's sorry, like, no Eldrazi Tron. Yeah, that's kind of and then no and then no Tron like no any kind of Tron. Yeah, no Tron. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like my guess like uh, I'm not a modern expert like looking at the metagame overall. My guess for like 
those two decks not showing up in such great numbers would be because of Storm being like really popular at the mm, moment. Mm. And there was a lot of Storm, I think, in the top 32 yeah. as well. One, yeah. one in the top 8, but Storm has been kind of on everyone's radar, I think, lately as one, yeah. of, the, one of the top decks. Yeah. So if you're not playing something that can interact with it uh, or is fast enough to kill mm. it before it kills you, which mm-hmm. is pretty tough to do. It's a pretty fast deck. Yeah, yeah. This new opt card. Um, oh, I didn't get mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that might be why people aren't playing Shadow so much. Well, like, you can just play more Disruption in that Shadow. Yeah, you can. Like, you still have to kill them really fast. That's true, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. you're doing damage to yourself as well. Like, they maybe don't even need to cast Past in Flames if you bring yourself down to, like, 10 or something. That's true, yeah. 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 And, like, Disdainful, or your, not Disdainful Stroke, what's Stubborn the other one? Mile. Stubborn Denial, yeah, it doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Mm. So... Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's why. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I know. I know. I know. Big Tron, like Green Tron, would, would struggle against uh, um, yeah. against Storm, but yeah, Dragon Tron does have tools. I mean, it has like a main main Talus and, and Relic to stop true. it and slow down. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, re- yeah. the Relic was nice. But I think it is a close matchup. Like. Yeah. yeah, you kind of need a piece of hate against them, yeah. or you're going to lose game one. Oh, absolutely. That's basically, yeah. how it feels. Yeah, because like you, sometimes, I mean, at the same time, you talk about that. You're talking about um, that Shadow damage to themselves. Like, like sometimes you're only removal to remove one of their. Uh, like their Brawl or their Electromancer is like a dismember so yeah. mm-hmm. put yourself to, it, it feels pretty bad to put yourself to 16 to kill a 2-2 but yeah, you I'm have to sure. do it you have to do it I'm not sure how much it matters because like usually every time I die to Storm they can just generate like a million Storm anyway in game 1 whenever they want yeah. to yeah I think I suppose like post board they bring in um, Empty Dwarns which like yeah. they, they and sometimes they just need to do cast that for like you know, 3 or whatever, 3 or 4 yeah it's pretty yeah. it's pretty annoying to deal with because usually you bring in you know your ley lines or your witchbane orbs or whatever yeah. to try and deal with it and then mm-hmm. you also have to bring in whatever you've got or you know yeah, yeah. either the gods or engineered explosives yeah. or something to deal with the goblins yeah. and then you have to draw the right one for whatever they draw it's yeah that's annoying. it yeah they can do yeah. both really yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah Storm didn't dominate this tournament or anything but mm. uh, that, that would be my guess yeah, yeah mm. definitely definitely would have had an influence on the, on the meta yeah it did sure. come second let me, let me check if there were any kind of a uh, Innovations in the list. Yeah, sure. Um, I think I suppose, humans was the was the deck that, that yes. won won the day. Yeah, I mean humans and both of the taxes decks have a pretty good matchup against Storm. Yeah, which uh, I'd imagine is is part of why they did so well. Like there was the clip. I don't know if you guys saw. It, oh yeah. Of uh, in the was it in the finals or in, uh, against Storm where he just cast meddling mage on turn two and named grape shot and, uh, and the Storm player just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, this this storm list looks pretty stock. Noxious revival is that usually? Yeah, oh, I see that. Yeah, right. it's, yeah. it's, it's a pretty good gift to target. Uh, you can get something. You make sure you always get something back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah so pretty pretty stock storm list here, and then the the human stack is very interesting. So, yeah. um, what is it called? Kitesail freebooter mm-hmm. on the list. Right. Very nice. Yeah. So it's kind of a is it a five color? Yeah. Yeah, it's five color list because has mantis rider as well. Oh my god, mantis rider! Mayor Valbrook, meddling mage. Uh, then the stuff you expect Noble Hierarchy yeah. Tally's a tenant I remember Both Jacob Wilson Talia's. put up a video with this deck like six months ago on Tom mm. Fireball mm. and uh, he was just kind of messing around with it or whatever but I was like this deck looks sweet yeah, and now yeah. it's obviously way better than it was mm-hmm. are they playing the new uh, Cavernous Souls land? let me have a look here Unclaimed Territory uh, yeah they are four, oh, really? four yeah, of the deck yeah. so that's got to make the four deck four Caverns up. four Unclaimed Territory yeah yeah, yeah that's got to oh make the deck God, an awful lot sick. better yeah. yeah and then in terms of other lands uh, what's this land? Ancient Ziggurat? What's that? It's a five color land, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's five color land only for creatures. And yeah. And yeah. okay. there are only creatures in this deck apart from either one. Yeah. Oh my god. 
which you can cast off most of your lands. So, yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. cast it off this, but yeah, it's pretty sweet. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. And you kind of have game against everything with this deck. Yeah, and then the uh, the sideboard is is entirely creatures as well. They're just all kind of different hate bears. Yeah. Yeah, so the hate bear, bear strategy is pretty good against Storm. It's like there was a lot of Titan Shift running around as well. Yeah. So like those effects are pretty good against against Titan Shift as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if these like taxes decks and this humans deck are gonna stay at the top of the pile for too long, or if it's just like a like a nice meta pick considering people were playing these combo decks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it kind of takes them apart. Yeah, I, I think I'm like that. I think I think this would struggle against. Uh, like the other kind of you know, strong creature decks. I mean, I suppose there was, was there a Counter's Company? There was, there was, was yeah. one, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was a Murfolk okay. deck. Yeah, Murfolk, yeah, no, actually, Murfolk deck would be interesting. That's a blue green. Mm -hmm. uh, we're seeing some Ixlan cards. Yeah, I think. A few Ixlan cards. Kamena Speaker coming in as the one drop. Yeah, sweet. One minute. Um, is that deck playing Unclaimed Territory? I will check. It is one. Oh, one, off. one off, spicy. Four Cavern is always <laughs> four Mute of one Unclaimed Territory. Nice. When it's playing four botanical sanctum. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's, that's very good. Yeah, I lost to this earlier because they played turn one botanical sanctum. I assumed I was playing against Infect. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I played as if I was playing against Infect, and I definitely wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Commander Speaker. Uh, what else do we have here? Murfolk so, Branch Walker. Yeah, so Commander Speaker is the one mana two two essentially. Yeah, so it's yeah. a it's a one one and then it's a yeah. it's a two two if you control. It's green for a one one Murfolk and then it becomes a two two if you control an island or another Murfolk. I believe yeah. I'll name this card perfectly. Damn it! Like, <laughs> uh, damn it! It's gone. Oh, uh, yeah, Wild Nautical. Wild, that wild be, Nautical. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. It would be yeah. embarrassing if I forgot the best yes. joke I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're seeing a one one split of uh, Kira and Kopala. Yeah, yeah that's, I think we, we we compared these two cards before, and they like obviously they both occupy the same space, but yeah, we were kind I mean, of, I don't know which, what's better. And they're both legendary, so that does make a split nicer. Yeah, yeah split is pretty nice. Like if you have both of them out at once, yeah. just nothing is ever targeting your guys ever again. No, yeah. yeah, but like I feel like if you have a bunch of Merfolk out, then like spot removal is like rarely good enough. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, you, so. you're, you're putting them on Wrath or yeah, or die. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know, but yeah, it's it's definitely worth trying out anyway. And uh, Merfolk Branchwalker four of super volume. Yeah. What 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 do you think about that? Um, I mean, it's definitely worth trying out. It's so it's either a two mana three two, or it's a two mana two one draw card. Well, I mean, if you have a lord out, it's both. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Well, it's, it's, it's good. A, yeah. You know, it's a four three then. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like it's still like even if you have a Lord out and put a plus one plus one counter on it, it still dies to bolt. So it's like, which is fine. Like it's a it's a yeah. it's a two drop, you know. But it, yeah, I don't know, it's worth trying out. It it just seems like a good value card. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I guess what what are the creatures that have been replaced here? Curse Catcher and. Harbinger of the Tides? Is that gone from this deck? Uh, yeah, Harbinger, there's yeah. no Harbinger of the Tides here. Yeah, no, sorry, no, there are. There's, there four, is, there's okay. four, four. Oh, okay. Right. Um, so it's yeah. four Harbinger, four Commander Speaker, four Lord of Atlantis, Master of Pearl Trident, one Master of Waves. Is that less? Is that fewer Master of Waves than usual? Might be. Yeah. Yeah. I think they usually play two to three. Yeah. Um, Ridra is there. Silvergill Adept is still there. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure what they're, what they're yeah. coming yeah. in for. Yeah. I don't know. They're still playing all their spreading season. Like, I think is their, their spell package is like the same, is it? Yeah, so it's four Ether Vial, four Spreading Season, two Dismember. 
Okay, yeah. this member. Okay, yeah, I guess that's that's pretty normal for a leader. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, it obviously did well at this tournament. It's like when a when a list like this top eights an open or whatever, and it's it's basically like a brand new version of a deck. I'm always never sure if it's because if it's good or just people didn't know how to play against yeah, it yet. Exactly, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, it's a cool idea though, and it's like this is a pretty budget deck, right? If you wanted to, to put together, a yeah, especially deck. with the um, the the. Goblins versus Merfolk dual deck coming out. Ooh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that has a lot of stuff in it. I think it has like mm. a Master Waves, uh, Master of the Pearl Trident. Cool. Pretty sure it has Silver God Adept or Mara Regeray in it. It has a lot. Yeah, it has a yeah. lot of Merfolk card. Like if you bought, if you bought four Goblins versus Merfolk, you would basically have a budget modern Merfolk deck. Yeah, like, obviously you would not have Ether Vials, which is one of the more expensive parts. But yeah, Ether Vials yeah. being reprinted, that's right. Masters, yeah, yeah, it should. Yeah. Ether Vials should get pretty cheap. I think. After yeah, this this Masters. this deck I think is a good budget option for people. I mean, it already was, I think. Mm. I mean, yeah, the Aether Vials made it kind of... Yeah, sure, you know, the Aether Vials made it very much more expensive, yeah. but now that it's... Um, yeah. Now it's been reprinted, and, like, yeah, even before, I think that, like, you could justify buying the Aether Vials as well, because... Yeah, yeah, the Aether Vials, yeah. yeah. That's enough, I think. Yeah, one thing I was wondering about this when I saw the list initially was, uh, why is there no collector company? Yeah, that's a that's an yeah, interesting yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah, so from what I saw, I, I read, I was reading a thread about this on Or Spikes, mm-hmm. and basically people were saying that the fact that you just play so many one and two drops means that like you don't often end up up on mana for a collective company. You're not going to hit two yeah. three drops consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is that is that that's what you want to do? Like when when collective company was in standard, that's what you wanted to do with it. Right? Yeah, that yeah. it was. You wanted to <clears throat> maximize the number of three drops and then a certain number of two drops that were yeah. in your deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that you're cheating on mana as much as possible, which is not what this deck wants to do. So Ether Vial just works out better. Yeah, it yeah, just okay. cheats on mana with Ether Vial. And, and you also yeah. don't think you can really have Ether Vial and Collective Company in, this, in the deck together because they, they both weaken each other. Yeah, you can mm. still have a certain amount of spells... With with your collective company, yeah, and with your either vial, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't really make sense to have yeah. both. I would maybe still like to see like one copy or something like that, a little miser copy, yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah, spreading seas is obviously just generally pretty great, especially yeah. if people are playing five color human yeah. decks and stuff like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, spreading seas are five color. They're five color land. That's pretty. Yeah, pretty sick. Pretty nice. Well, they still play blue, so yeah, so that's true. <laughs> But yeah, and it's good to get. Obviously, spreading seas is just very good at the moment. A lot of Titan shift around the place. Yeah, uh, it's great against that. Um, Tron. Yeah, it's good against Affinity as well. Get their Blink Mon yeah. Nexus. Like it's just it's very good against a lot of decks right now. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see more Merfolk in future. I don't know if it's going to be blue green, but um, it's interesting deck anyway. Yeah, definitely. What do we think about um, the control deck in this 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 kind of meta? It's well, probably only bad against the um, like if you played like blue eye control. In, in that top eight. It's probably only bad against Storm, right? I mean, you probably yeah. have a better game one against Storm than a lot of other decks do, yeah. I would think. Well, like, you're probably good against all these creature decks. Yeah, no, well, you're yeah more I think so, right? yeah. Um, Although Kitesail 3 Brooder is pretty nice against it. Yeah. In the humans deck. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I think, like, the worst... Your worst matchup is probably Scape Shift. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's one of the main reasons to not play blue white control if yeah. if you're scared of that. Mm-hmm. Although I think if you're playing the Jeskai version, like the more tempo-y version, you probably mm-hmm. have more game. Mm-hmm. You can just kill them maybe before they get to go off with escape shift. But with blue white, yeah, it's pretty tough. Yeah, because like eventually, 
like you might counter a scape shift and even then a second scape shift and then they're just going to hard cast a primeval titan and yeah. kill you or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, they, yeah. they only have to resolve one spell to win the game basically yeah, yeah. and they're That's always going to get something through That's true. Yeah. Um, but again yeah not too much titan shift I think there was a couple of copies in the top 32 but uh, yeah. yeah I suppose, I suppose we saw like you know, eight copies of Cavern of Souls in that uh, human deck so it's pretty great. That's pretty yeah. good against control as well. And again, Merfolk as well. Yeah, we got yeah. Cavernous Souls as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, four of the Cavernous Souls don't make it uncounterable, so that's yeah. a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do we think about standards? So there was there weren't many big standard tournaments, but there was a, an SEG Classic. Or no, mm-hmm. yeah, there was an SEG Classic and there was a uh, Invitational Qualifier. And uh, Brad Nelson came third, yeah, third at the Invitational Qualifier uh, with Teamer. Mm-hmm. Big surprise. Uh, but he he went back to his uh, Sky Sovereigns. Which makes so much sense. Two Sky Sovereigns yeah. in the main. So this is something that we had talked about kind of the week before. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if we talked about it in the podcast. I mean, no one's going to believe us, but we did. We well, swear no, we definitely did. We did, yeah. Um, <laughs> so much so that you played some this weekend. Yeah, I actually did. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the main board. Um, in the main board? Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, there's just so much. Especially the mirror is just so good. It's, uh, yeah. And it's like it's kind very of very good against tokens. Yeah, and you also kind of yeah, flyers are really good against tokens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have got your your diverse flying your five drop against um, the control decks and yeah, you know, they have they uh, hold up essence scatter waiting for waiting for Glorybringer mm-hmm. and you just crash in with the boat, go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't need to target with it, but you're, you're they're still dead in three turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's pretty nice. And like post board, they they might bring in like gifted etherboard and stuff like that. that you yeah, can target exactly. With. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Lindsay Seifner, as we saw all over to Michael do. Yeah, that's a few weeks ago. Pretty sweet. Um, or a week ago. Yeah. And I think the surprise factor is a big part of it. Like, if people, like, because people still have a lot of abrades in their decks, but if they're just mm. not thinking of Sky Sovereign and they just abrade whatever creature you have, you know, yeah. Yeah. like, and you, you're clear to play your, your boat then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And what we do see Brad here with the eight removal spells, so the four hand sliding, two abrade himself, and two Magnus Ray. Yeah, I've started so doing obviously something. a man yeah. still thinking about mono red. Yeah, I mean that's. Sta- I don't think you can really go. You can maybe cut a Magnus Prey, but that's about. I as think far sometimes people cut one Mag- Magnus Ray or cut one abrade. Yeah, 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 and then just put the other one in the sideboard or whatever. Yeah, I think when you're playing a tournament like this and you're Brad Nelson, you're happy just to have more removal, <laughs> let, the, yeah. let the games go longer, and you'll probably sure. just win the match. Most people. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, we also see here um, two Chandra. Yeah. In the main, what do you think about that? I hate I, that. I've still been playing Chandra in the main and really? my deck, yeah, two yeah. in the main, one on the side. I really don't like it at all. I think, yeah, like in the board, it's fine. Um, I think it's... Yeah, yeah, board, yeah it's fine. Yeah, there's like, with tokens going to be blown wide, I'm on red, you're like, ah, do I want to, you can leave yourself open, or you're, you know, if you're, if you're using Chandra as a removal spell, you're, yeah. you're, yeah, kind of not, not doing enough, I don't think. It's pretty good against controllish decks. Yeah. There's a lot of control, like it's, I don't know, and you get it out turn three against tokens, it can kind of end the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's, I mean, it's a four-man card. If you play it on turn three, it's going to be pretty good, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, and I don't know, I just haven't been expecting to see that much mono red either, so mm-hmm. I'm just not too scared mm-hmm. of putting Chandra in my deck, I guess. Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the matchup that you said you've been facing a lot online now? Oh, um, oh, the Monument deck? Monument deck, yeah. yeah. So this is a... It's also not good there. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah. yeah, and I, so and this Monument... Also, this kind of... Well, it's a dead by standard. It kind of comes to a discussion we had before that we want um, to... No, no one's really sideboard and sweepers anymore. That, yeah. I remember, like, back back when Zombies and the previous um, Monument deck, uh, everyone was yeah, playing... Like, well, Teamer team would definitely be playing... Uh, Oh, what's it called? Uh, Radio Flames. Radio Flames, yeah. 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 Um, I'm just Yeah, Radio <laughs> Flames was great. 
Swelton Sons is now like, one of the only options. Um, yeah. Well, you also have Fiery Cannonade. Oh, yeah, Fiery Cannonade could be good, yeah. Could be. So I think, um, I feel like the, the Monument deck, well, monument, the Monument decks I've seen online, they just don't seem like they're good decks. Mm-hmm. I think they're just occupying a space where no one's playing these sweepers anymore. Yeah. They're like, taking advantage, like comparing like the, all, they, the, the quality creatures they lost. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they don't have, like, they no longer have Selfless Spirit or... Or Spellqueller. Um, or Spellqueller, yeah. Or Bishop. Yeah. Or, um, or, yeah. Almost the whole deck, to be honest. Yeah. It's shadow of its former self. Yeah, so, so they're, they're just like going super wide and, and like if you have aviary mechanic and or yeah. if you have two aviary mechanics and then a catcher's monument you can just pay, pay mana for one mana for a 1-1 one, one, yeah, a lot yeah. of times yeah. and go super wide and then hopefully play an Angel of Invention and like mm-hmm. just swing for a million. Yeah. Um, which is the plan, I guess. But yeah, that's extremely weak to sweepers. Yeah. But nobody's playing the sweepers. That's it. So, so player yeah. sweepers. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking about putting sweltering suns back in my deck last week, and I kind of wish I had. I did, yeah. didn't. Didn't yeah. do it. Just kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's good against tokens. It's not the worst card in the world against mono red. You could even yeah. put one in your main deck. It has cycling. I think so. Yeah, and I I think what's good about it. I so. I think the option we had against uh, against tokens was has been Rivers Rebuke, which yeah, it's like a six mana spell, but on the, on the right board it can end the game immediately mm-hmm. against tokens. But I think the way you want to approach tokens, like you want to be beaten down early, and you want to be uh, preventing them from flipping their their uh, uh, what's it called? Yeah, Legion Standings. So, yeah, I've, there's been a lot of times I've magma sprayed the one one yeah. token from that. And I think that's perfectly right to do it, like beating yeah. combat, and and there were sometimes. Yeah, and so or, and then if you if let's say so let's say you do that, you magma spray one of their one ones, uh, you already have creatures out. Then when you attack and they start blocking with their one ones, that puts them so far behind because mm-hmm, that puts yeah. them so far away from ever flipping that. Yeah. And then so when you're in a board state like that, especially because they need their stuff to die in their own turn. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So then, it, so if you're doing that, that's what you want to do. And then if you're doing that and then you draw your sweeper, if it's sweltering suns, you can cycle it. You're mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. Or if you fall behind for whatever reason and then draw yourself in sweltering suns, you're yeah. behind. You're happy. So mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty strong argument for it. I kind of feel like having played with sweltering suns quite a bit. The cycling is so expensive that, like, even when I can cycle it, I just don't want to. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, just turn. hang on to it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Just in case. So, to me, yeah. it's like the card may as well not have cycling in those matchups. <laughs> like, it only has cycling for me if I had it for some reason against a control deck or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I'm thinking maybe it's not so bad to have a copy mm. in the main. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose it kills a lot of your stuff. It kills your Mantle Scopes. That's yeah, what's yeah. amazing. That's that's what what was amazing about Radiant Flight. You could yeah. always make all your yeah. stuff survive. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Caster for one. Yeah, it's unfortunate, like how dependent the teamer decks now are on Word of Virtuoso. Mm. You know, there was a time in the past where that wasn't always the case. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a lot of times where you end up making loads of top tiers speculatively, like mm-hmm. not like you you don't have you don't have another hand or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you don't have another use for your energy at that moment so you just make a lot of topters and then you're doing stuff but you get into a situation where you can't attack and then if you have to swell during suns all your topters go away yeah that's kind of sad yeah but i suppose you're probably happy enough to wipe the board at that point anyway yeah if that's what it comes down to mm-hmm. and a lot of your stuff can survive like Glorybringers and hydras and stuff like that yeah i think i think can as well yeah i think with virtuoso you're saying it's like you rely on them I do think it's like team players can still pick their weeks where they just want to be greedy and cut down on virtuosos. Yeah. Um, I think that's still totally, I think they can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. a fine thing to do. Like, I mean, it changes from week to week. Like, the gospel will be to have four virtuosos or three virtuosos, mm-hmm. and then, you know, people were playing two or one back, you know, a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think you can just make a decision based on your own meta how many how many virtuosos you want to play because that really opens up so many other slots in your deck. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 
Sweltering Suns would have been good this past weekend in oh, we any of our decks in the store championships. Oh my god, there were so many tokens. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, um, so many tokens. <laughs> Kev ran the tables at Standard with this mono white servos oh deck because nobody god. had any sweepers. This is it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this mono white servos deck, I think he was. I think he he had, he, he took one loss in Standard mm. against uh, McKaylee. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we we had our store invitational this weekend. So it it's uh, fed into it's it's, it's our local store. Uh, it's fed into by four sets of four leagues across mm-hmm. the year. So each time there's a new set released, there's a, a standard league, uh, a draft league, a sealed league, and a modern league. And the winners of each of those get qualified for the Store Invitational. And so there's four of those per year. So that's 16 players. Unfortunately, two players couldn't make it, so we were on 14 players. Mm-hmm. Um, and the format is six rounds of standard and six rounds of draft, but the draft is Rochester, and it's and split, two split different format. formats. Yeah, two yeah. different formats, so we got to draft Modern Masters and Ixalan, uh, both in Rochester, and the, the standard rounds are split up as well. So it's, it's pretty similar to the way the, the World Championships work, mm-hmm. yeah. um, except it's Rochester draft. Should we explain Rochester draft? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we did before, in the past, but you know, we have. I yeah, we just have we might as well if we're going to talk about more listeners now. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So Rochester draft. Um, everyone has three packs in front of them, like a normal draft. You have you have eight person, eight people in a pod, preferably. Uh, <laughs> but one person opens their booster and places it face up on the table. Yes, lays uh, out all the cards face up on the table yeah. in the middle, and then. It's their booster, so essentially they have first pick, they take a card from the booster, then you go around in uh, in order until you get get to the eighth player, and people take a pick from the booster uh, as if they were drafting yeah. normally. Uh, then player number eight uh, gets eighth pick and ninth pick, and then it goes back around the original way. Yeah. So basically, as as the first picker, you get first pick, but you won't get another pick from that booster. Yeah, you get one of the cards from the booster. Yeah, whereas if you're second pick, you'll get second pick and then the last pick in the booster, yeah. uh, and so forth. Um, so it's really... And then after that, uh, the the player in C2 opens their booster, mm-hmm. and so on, and then pack two, same as normal draft, is it goes the other way around. Goes the other way around, yeah. yeah. And uh, that also holds true for the order of opening your packs. Yeah. So it goes all the way around to the eighth seat, and then eighth seat opens a booster... And then opens a booster and it starts going the other way. Yeah, and um, then and then back to seed one for yeah, pack three. For pack three, yeah. and and it's timed and called as well. Yeah, which is quite stressful to be honest. Yeah, yeah. like uh, it's rough for the judge. Yeah, especially yeah. because it's like it's more of a physical thing than a normal draft. Like everyone yeah. has to be leaning over the table and like literally dragging cards yeah. to their position. And when you lay out the booster, you have like thirty seconds for review, and everybody has to be completely silent because you can't like Signal communicate with people. Yeah, yeah. I so, like that one. Yeah. None of that stuff. No. Um, but it's a really fun draft format because it's, cool. it's very interesting because it's all public information. Yeah. So generally the idea is um, go into something early and get out of everyone's way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have you know extreme cooperation unlike in a normal draft. Yeah. Um, and it's also very, very visible when you hate pick something uh-huh. from somebody, which yeah. is hilarious. Well, I did that and it was yeah. great. Yeah, uh, I did a choice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's generally not something that you should do, but like, uh, I did it twice in in Ixla. I didn't do it at all in Modern Masters, but I did it twice in Ixalan because yeah. you know you know the way some of the packs get where there's just nothing left in the pack, yeah, yeah. and it's just like I don't want this person to have this super powerful card. Yeah, yeah. no, it does happen in Ixalan probably more than 
any other format, I, I think, recently, probably. Like, I hate-picked a Call to the Feast from the Black White Vampires player, mm-hmm. and I hate-picked a Copala from the from the oh Grand Mercer player, yeah. so yeah. I think those were reasonably... Um, reasonable hate picks. Yeah, I I hate I hate picked um, Burning Sun's Avatar from the Green Red Dinosaurs player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the best cards in the set yeah. for that. I had, <laughs> I had a Vine Shaper Mystic taken for me, which wasn't that bad. Yeah, but, uh, okay. You know, Vine Shaper Mystic is very good. Yeah. It is very good. I had one already, so yeah. okay, so, yeah. Yeah. can't be too sad. No, <laughs> um, but yeah. So Rochester draft was really fun for both formats. I love getting to draft Modern Masters twenty seventeen again. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, awesome. Yeah, uh, so it's like. People say it's not as good as the first Modern Masters uh, format, but uh, I, I think it's brilliant fun. I don't know. Yeah. So it was very interesting to start off with. Um, I was kind of didn't really know how a Rochester draft of this format was going to go because, like, usually what I try and do when I draft Modern Masters twenty seventeen is just for the first while just prioritize fixing really highly and then just take whatever the most powerful card that I see is. Mm. Uh, if there's you know, if I think it's worth taking over fixing. Um, but in this format it was like because I feel like you have to signal strongly I felt like you weren't going to be able to put together like a four or five color nonsense deck quite, yeah. quite as easily yeah because people yeah. would be taking all the, all the good cards yeah and then if everyone tries to do that everyone, everyone just ends up wrecks, with yeah. an unplayable yeah. deck yeah. so uh, I, I, I kind of treated it more like a traditional draft than I normally mm-hmm. would with a master set um, which I'm not sure if that was correct to be honest but it certainly yeah. put me in the lane and as you say, everyone everyone gets out of your way once they know what you're doing. Yes, yeah. it's it's just in both players' benefit to do that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so yeah, it was good. So I ended up drafting for the first time ever at Modern Masters 2017. I drafted Black Red Agro. Um, I thought oh, yeah. my, I thought my deck was really sick to be honest, but I didn't do very well with it. Mm. Um, it's definitely like the deck I knew going in wasn't at the power level of the the kind of nonsense you can do in the other colors. Like the really powerful stuff you can do, like you know, flickering Dinrova horrors and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to do any of that sweet stuff, but uh, I just thought, like, if I'm the only aggro player, um, it should turn out pretty well. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, just didn't quite get there, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but it was a very interesting experience to draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like I wouldn't have gone in a black red aggro probably in a normal. Like I early picked a, a thunderous wrath. And then I think I got a Goblin Guide third or fourth pick after that. And I went, well, if no one's interested, I'll go for it. Then I got past Hellrider and then a second Goblin Guide. <laughs> uh, and then I opened the Zealous Conscripts. And I was like, okay, this deck is yeah, Zealous 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 very good. Pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts in any deck is the thing. It doesn't yeah, necessarily true. have to yeah. be an aggro deck. Yeah. But um, I still thought it's got to be pretty good. Uh, and it's like, I, I probably would have just passed the Goblin Guide in a normal draft, yeah. but like when you can see that people clearly aren't interested in it, yeah. like uh, at the table and like the like it's much more of a strong signal when you can see the whole pack and what people are taking. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean because yeah. I can see they're not taking other aggro cards or yeah. a Goblin Guide or whatever. So you're like, oh, this is wide open for me. I exactly. Can, I can yeah, do this. Yeah. Yeah. So even though I knew it's kind of a weaker archetype, that's why I went for it, uh, which is something that yeah. I wouldn't probably wouldn't do in a normal draft so well you, you have your opportunity there to have the sickest version of that exactly which i yeah. think you yeah. kind of like two goblin guides yeah two goblin guides i had like five red rares in my deck or something yeah. like that yeah. so your spiked yeah, gestures nice. i had three spiked gestures yeah. yeah wow yeah and i went for the dinner over horror plan sitting here with my foiled dinner over horror in my hands oh, beautiful so sweet I had three in my deck Oh yeah, my god! Two missed, two missed meadow witches, uh, two oof. momentary blinks, a ghostly flicker. Ooh. 
It was wonderful. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you got, you got the first one so late as well. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like fifth or sixth pick? Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is mine. Yeah. I, I think I, <laughs> what did I, I first picked a Miss Meadow Witch or something like that, or maybe yeah. second picked a Miss Meadow Witch, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was... I think I had taken, I had taken some off-color dual lands and a couple of red cards at that point, and I felt yeah. like I just had to let the Denrobo Horror go by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so the the problem with my deck was the the mana. So I had like some dual lands, but I had no, I had no signals. So that was a huge problem for mm-hmm. my deck. So I ended up going one two with the deck, which was very sad. Yeah, I like, went one two as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I also went one two, and I also went with <laughs> it. I also went with a Din Rover Horror Plan. Yeah, uh, I was kind of like banned. But did you have three? No, I had one. I splashed for one. I was banned. <laughs> banned. There was one more open in our draft as well. Yeah, really four, four, four in one pod. It was yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, and three Miss Miss Meadow Witches. Yeah, yeah actually, so I, I think Miss Miss I definitely. I think the guy opposite me on on the on the table was also drafting kind of um, the flicker kind of um, deck, which then uh, I think there was like a, a misread of which that kind of he took that mm-hmm. would have been so sweet. My deck. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, my deck, my deck yeah, was pretty cool. I had some I had a, a blade splicer and then flicker cards and mm-hmm. um, some um, populate cards and mm-hmm. didn't roll for horror. And uh, I actually I actually went with the plan you said here, and I actually did pick. I, I started off. Um, I started off just uh, prioritizing man fixing, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, once it was apparent what my what what the person to my right was in, yeah. then I kind of opened up the way and then uh, yeah, mm-hmm. got past in over hour. I was like, yeah, nice. It's very interesting, yeah, because like, just as I say, like normally in a modern master draft, I would just be full nonsense, just taking whatever yeah, the absolutely. best card is, yeah. every single pick, and like this heavily incentivizes you not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of it as cube when I'm drafting it normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I had one. In in the the pack that I opened, where I got the first pick from it, there was an Azorius um, mm. signet in mm. there that I should have taken to make my deck good. Mm. I think it would have made my deck significantly better. Yeah. But there, unfortunately, there was also a Scalding Turn, so I took that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pretty good in your deck, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I did not play it in my deck. <laughs> no. You didn't play it? No. Why not? Uh, yeah, I suppose you can just play it to fetch blue, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not worth it. You'd none to splash this red, no? No, no, no. Well, I might have had, might have had something. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Don't think no, I it was Esper, so. Gives you that shuffle effect. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> one one time, I vanish in, I vanish into memoried a, an ogre jailbreaker that was a five five, and I drew five cards. So this is at the end, of my opponent's turn, mm-hmm. and I drew five cards, and they were all spells. Most of them had flashbacks, so I was like, I'm not, not too sad discarding these. Oof. But I was basically just g- trying to fly through my deck to try and get uh, my last in row of horror to yeah. potentially yeah. win me the game, yeah, yeah. but uh, it didn't work. I, I countered a Grizzlebrand and made an 8 8 ooze. Oh, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> With the Mystic Genesis. Yes. Very nice. It's gross. Also, in, in the pod, somebody uh, somebody was uh, lost the game against like a turn 2 Graft Digger's Cage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah that was my The person yeah. with the Grizzlebrand. That was the Grizzlebrand, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they, they had unburial rights as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's gross. <laughs> so sad. So sad. Um, yeah. So, uh, what what about standard? What did you guys play? I played Teamer Black, four color energy. Yes, yeah. I play. I was I play Teamer Teamer. Brad, yeah. not uh, what's his name? Not Jerry Adams. Jerry Hugh. Thompson. Jerry Thompson. Jerry Thompson's version. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have played that except for before nationals. I double sleeve my Teamer deck, and then I uh, 
I'm actually too lazy to de-sleeve it. <laughs> it's on so every dinner. I'm basically yeah. never playing any other deck because yeah. I can't be bothered removing double sleeves. <laughs> that's very much. That's I, know, I should just never do it. Never double sleeve anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just like, makes you so apathetic to yeah. it's changing your deck. Even sleeving it once, to be honest to me. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, I'll just play it again. It took, it took me 40 minutes to double sleeve the deck in the first place. It yeah. feels like such a waste of time now yeah, if I yeah, de-sleeve yeah. it again. Yeah, I went through a phase where I used to keep all my Nuda decks uh, sleeved just yeah. uh, for the same reason. Yeah. No, nice. but, uh, Wait, oh, your limited deck sleeved. No, so I have a whole other decks to play with. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Just play against each other. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. I'm spending a lot of money in sleeves, so. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I listened um, to uh, Jerry Thompson's um, podcast, and I, I got a lot of uh, the game podcast, and yeah. yeah, I got a lot of information about kind of the teamer, the teamer deck he played, and then kind of the kind of tech that the deck would have, and then. Uh, kind of some interesting choices stuff like um, I suppose even just the, the mantra of never co- never taking an Octoscope out uh, yeah because yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the knowledge before was it's better on the play than it is on the draw which it certainly is it's true yeah well it's also just I think, I think even experience I'm seeing now as well from trying this that it is also good in the draw and good enough on the draw to yeah. keep it in well, see, I think if you're going with with the the Peach Garden notes, um, oh yeah, sorry, that's, that's a different torrential gear yes. sideboard plan. I think it is fine to take it. Yeah, out. in that case, you would. Yeah, and that's what that's what I did all weekend last weekend at the Nationals. I took out Longtus Cup and World of Virtuoso mm. every single time. Essence Cutters. No, I had the Essence Cutters main, so I, yeah. I I would board in Gear Glimmer, Supreme Will, an extra Confiscation Coup. Um. I don't remember what else I took it or I brought in. Uh, an extra removal spell, I think, an extra mm. braid. Yeah, the braid yeah you need something at the two mana slot. Yeah, yeah. So just all those things. And I would just play the kind of controlly, bigger controlly version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think either's fine. And uh, kind of the fact that you can do either sideboard plan yeah. makes it quite tough to play against, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, for me, I just kind of had a pretty regular sideboard plan. I didn't have the gear hooks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was I was boarding out like some number of cubs and usually keeping in a couple. Like I was, I, yeah. I I was never boarding out all four cubs. Okay, yeah, uh, which I think is probably correct. Yeah, which is weird that it's kind of it took Jerry saying that for people to to stray from the accepted wisdom on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because like if you think about it, there's probably a bunch of game ones that you've had on the draw where uh, where a long toss cub has been amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's so. yeah. I think I kind of chalk it up to I always. I don't know. It, just, I, it always feels really good to sideboard again, going to the game tree mm-hmm. to be like, all right, I'm gonna make. It's like it feels like you're making a really uh, focused and refined decision to yeah. side to have a different sideboard plan when you're on the play and on the draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think if like I think if there's any acceptable wisdom to, to have a different sideboard plan on the play and on the draw, it feels really good to kind of go by that because it's like, all right, I'm the if 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 I'm if I'm I say if you're in a team or mirror and I'm making different sideboard decisions based on whether or not I'm on the play or the draw, mm-hmm. and my opponent isn't then, like, you feel like you have an advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, it's like, I, I think that's why, I mean, especially in my case, when, when I hear people say, well, even when people, yeah, just when the knowledge was, um, yeah, take, uh, take long, long, long tusk cobay on the draw, I just accepted it without even questioning it because it felt, it felt right. Mm. And it felt good to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably still right in some circumstances as well, but if everyone's boarding against you as if you're boarding out four cubs on, cubs on the draw, then it maybe suddenly becomes no longer correct. True. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Yeah. But you know, you know what the best solution is? To take that's out the cubs from your 75. Ah, then you can yeah. you never have to worry about it. Should we play, um, I don't know, should we tell the world about our sick cyber tech? Or should we keep it a secret? Or, sorry, sorry, our sick, our sick tech. Is, tech it tech. Our, is it our it's tech? It's not really our tech. It's, yeah. uh, it's, um, so yeah, it's McKaylee, the, the Irish team captain. 
Yeah. He was uh, mad for this all weekend. Uh, actually, sorry. All year. He's, he's been mad for this for yeah. months. Yeah, yeah. 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 Was, yeah. When, when we went to GP Amsterdam, he was like, he was on this and it was very good for him. Yeah. Uh, so it's Greenbelt Rampager, so. Yeah. Instead of, instead of Cup. Yeah. And I, was, and I think because Cup, because Cup wins so many games, yeah. for a long time I didn't believe him. Then uh, I, I just recently I started trying, trying to Rampager myself. Yeah. And I just like it so much. Yeah. Uh, so like, Longtus Cup is Tarmogoyf, right? Yes, but Tar- but Tarmogoyf is a three four sometimes, and and Green Belt Club is never a three four. Green Belt Amateur is a green four. It's always a three green four. four, a three four. <laughs> green four. It is a green four. Yeah. Um, I still don't know how much I like it, but it is kind of mad. Some of the turns you have with it can be absolutely insane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, stuff like turn two, you magma spray there two drop, and then play three four. Yeah, as if like, you manage to if you do turn one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or stuff like on turn four, uh, you rogue refiner and then play three four. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's just just things that you can't do with cope. Yeah. Exactly. And like the body is res- very respectable. Yeah. Um, it's decent against mono red. It can't be Earthshaker Kenred. Yeah, sure. That's it, true. It can be yeah, Ancrop yeah. Crasher, but so can Long Tuscope. It can be yeah. Fatal Push, but so can Long Tuscope. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like when I think when Long Tuscope evades, um, like a braid or. So it's like a long long scope scope can, can evade it's a lot difficult sentence it can yeah. evade a braid indeed uh, whereas the elephant always does yes um, and it's like I don't like the, and the same way for um, oh, what's it called uh, the black tree damage spell uh, as an extraction yeah as an extraction yeah. so yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Um, yeah so it's a connect, so obviously they both die they both die they both die the removal that kills both of them kills both of them yeah. but there's more things <laughs> yeah, so, insightful right insight comments <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the game with two halves you gotta spend an energy as well with harness lightning yeah 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 sure yeah, yeah. So. yeah I think there's definitely something there and then there's also the charter course which oh, um, again yes. was mentioned on the game podcast and they were kind of flip-flopping on that but Michaeli played it this weekend and he said it was quite good for him all the time um, you know very easy to board out yeah and um, what other what, what were those in place of uh I believe they're in they're in like the flex spots of like essence scatter, yeah. Which would be, which would be what? I'm not too sure. Chandra, maybe I think Chandra, maybe Chandra, yeah. Yeah, Chandra actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he had. I think BDB had Chandra in his sideboard. Yeah, I yeah. could see that then. Yeah, playing instead of Chandra and yeah, yeah. playing Chandra. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I do like Charter Course. Yeah, it's pretty. Even the fail case is decent as well. I mean, well, it's fine. I asked Michaele and he said he, he never had to discard one with it all weekend. I saw him do it. Oh, he so, did? Yeah. Okay. Well, this was on Saturday night. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did it in the finals, I believe. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah especially wherever it was. So it was so easy to make an attack that. And as well, like, you're. As well as, well, with Long Tuscope, you're, it's easy to attack into their creature and, and make it not look suspicious. Yeah. Uh, and as well, I think they, they can get blown out. Yeah. Um, that, like, if you, if you attack your 2 2 under the 4 4, they're like, oh, I'm not going to block. They could, they could you know, harness lightning or something else and, yeah. and, and bump it. Whereas you do that, maybe all you want, maybe all you wanted to do was was try to go trigger raid. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, true. And with topters, obviously, it's insanely yeah. easy to trigger. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then Glory very Bringer. True. Very true. When I was speaking of Glory Bringer plays, I, uh, I, 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 online, I tried Nissa's Steward of Elements, which is a, uh, which is I almost said elements. Steward of Elements. Steward of Elements. <laughs> uh, she can make this case. She is. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's pretty good with Green Battle Rampager, actually. Yeah. yeah. Zero and just put into play. Yeah. And best with your hand. 
yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think so. The argument for this is you bring it in when there's like you bring bring it against a control deck or a deck where you want another kind of clock that's not just your attacking creatures. Uh-huh. Um, and it's you, you can kind of sneak it under removal. You can play it because it's so flexible when you can play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you can bait a removal with a big creature and play it for three. Um, but yeah, so it's like what I what I did. I played it for three. No, sorry, I played I, I played it on turn three as. Uh, came in one with loyalty, mm-hmm. ticked it up. Because it's three, two. Yeah. Uh, turn the next turn, I scried, I scried again, went up to five. Uh, I, I just two Glorybringers at the top of my deck, so I left them there. Uh, and in turn five, I paid out two Glorybringers. Nice. So yeah, uh, but obviously that never happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it probably will never happen again. <laughs> but I think that's this guy. I think it, it's because Teamer is deck that really eventually just relies on a top deck. Yeah. Um. So having a, a way to you can also that. do things like leave a land on top and then put the land into play with Nissa. Yeah. On like. So what on turn four, yeah on turn yeah you can have your glory bringer on turn four like yeah if you play the Nissa on turn three and there's a land on top and you have a glory mm-hmm. bringer in your hand and a land in hand you can yeah then you can do that pretty good it's pretty nice yeah I haven't tried the card but uh, I could see it being good yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um do you want to talk about your records or your games no I don't want to talk about my records you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, yeah I, I think we have actually yeah that's right uh, I I was doing very poorly in day one and. Um, uh, and then I yes I I was uh, pretty close at the bottom but I played it, I just played it out yeah I ended up eking <laughs> my way into the top eight uh, which is but it was the actual the actual uh, Swiss ended with a cut to top four mm-hmm. but uh, you know, prizes were determined by top eight so that was, mm-hmm. that was still a, a nice achievement to have mm-hmm. so top eight get um, the John Avon playmats yeah so we're we're gonna draft them yes so we get to pick them in order. You gotta listen to the. Um, I have to listen to the limited resources first, which are uh, set review before I mm-hmm. go to that draft. Don't know. I'm playing on set review. What's, what's the yeah, first yeah. pick? Um, oh, Forest. Think it's Island. I already, I already bought Forest. So oh, <laughs> second pick, first pick is Island. Yeah, I don't like the Island. Oh, I like the oh, one. Come on. <laughs> it's Forest. Forest <laughs> is so good. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. Island is second though. Then Man no, is third. No, I, I have, I have Island. You know, Island first by a lot. Maybe, maybe Forest second. Oh my god! Oh, what is wrong with you? I might actually put Mountain above Forest. Oh my god! I think it's close but clear. Um. So, I suppose we kind of move into the deck of the week territory. When yeah, we talk about my deck. So uh, we we can talk about the 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 makeup of the tournament as well. So we had a a few teamer players. We had a couple of Sultai players. Mm-hmm. We had uh, a Jund Pummeler list. Oh, I lost to that. Yeah. We had two Abzan tokens. Mm-hmm. We had a blue white cycling Drakehaven deck. Yep. We had mono white servos, as we mentioned before. Um, and I, I think that's it, apart from. Yeah, so my, my deck was black red artifact aggro. So I kind of tested out the mono black deck uh, on, on la- last week, standard, and I did pretty well with it. So I was happy with that. So I, But I thought. What this deck really, really needs is a Hazaret. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was worth it to put the, the black in there for, sorry, the red in there for Hazaret and Unlicensed because they really put it like over oh, the, huge, over the yeah. edge. Yeah. And Bulma Courier. And Bulma Courier, yeah, which is yeah, yeah. unbelievable. And Pia. Um, yeah, Pia is very good also. But all these mm-hmm. great red cards. Yeah. yeah. So you get, you just get, you know, so the, the deck, the way the deck worked out in the end was like Bulma, four Bulma Courier, four Dread Wanderer. Four Scrappy Scrounger, a couple of Pia, four Hazaret, four Heart of Kieran, Aethersphere Harvester, and then like Fatal Push Unlicensed, and then the 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 real the real All Star. <laughs> I thought you forgot it. <laughs> was uh, Dund Operative, oh, which yeah. is a one on yeah. a black for a two two 
that gets plus one plus zero and death touch if you control an artifact. Was a very high pick in triple Kaladesh for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, good card. That's actually very good. If you have an artifact there, it just it just attacks for like mad. It also crews very well, obviously. If you, if you have yeah. Ardkirin, yeah, pretty bad against Magnus Bray. Quite bad against my the whole yeah. deck is bad. Well, Ardkirin is not bad against my yeah, yeah. The rest the of the deck is yeah. not hazard. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to be on a proactive deck this weekend, um, and I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Um, I also had one loss in standard. That was to Kev on the Mono White Servos deck, uh, and he beat me in the top four as well. So props to him. He did really well all weekend. He got to the finals and then was uh, was beaten by the, the evil German, as Jer called McKaylee. <laughs> uh, so we were... I was considering this as I, I was I was thinking about when we were when I was watching the finals I was thinking about our Saturday morning cartoon oh yeah, yeah, yeah. what's it called again Manadorks Manadorks yes. yeah. yeah. it's a great name yeah it's yeah. a great name best part of it some would say yeah <laughs> oh, right, the, the characters and the relationships and <laughs> yeah yeah and the theme song <laughs> we don't have a theme yeah, song fair play to you and Michaeli anyway back to back top eights slash yeah. four top yeah. fours top fours yeah, yeah. yeah. I did slightly worse this time, didn't manage to get to the finals. Yeah. Uh, but I beat Michele in the Swiss, so that's good enough for me. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Got to show him what's what before the WMC. Exactly. Yeah. I also had the boat in my sideboard, uh, along with an extra land. I had Rampaging Ferocidon, so I would have loved to have more of those, but good. I don't physically own more of those. So, well, I do now, but mm. not, not at that time. Um, what else did I have in my sideboard? Stuff like Chandra's Defeat, Frasca's Contempt. So I could go a little bit bigger with the, you know, when I bring in the boats and stuff, take mm-hmm. out all the one drops because the one drops are very bad against like tokens. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Frasca's can have not great against tokens. Yeah, it can kill Frasca. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Duress, did you say that? Yeah, four Duress. Yeah, yeah. Bad. I mean, that's ugh, it's probably yeah. the best sideboard card in standard, I would say. <sighs> definitely, yeah. Like yeah. that, that or negate, I guess. Yeah. 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 Definitely both up there. But I like the way the Duress is quite proactive. Yeah. You can get yeah, a lot yeah. of information out of it. Um, yeah, so the deck went worked well all weekend. Uh, easy on the colors because so many artifacts and the, mm-hmm. everything's monocolored. Um, Bomba Courier's great card. I definitely recommend this deck to anybody. Uh, and the 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 advantage of this over Teamer or it's not Teamer, um, Mardu, mm-hmm. is just the smoothness of the mana. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the the Mardu mana base, I believe, is very shaky. Obviously, your best starts are unbelievable because you mm-hmm. have like Toolcraft into Heart into like Krugen Heart into your dead next turn because yeah. unlicensed. Yeah, but, like I feel like you have to be heavily red white with the Mardu build at the moment. Yeah, and, and then, then splash of black. Yeah, yeah, and then that can make it very awkward if you want to. Yeah, if you can't bring back your Scrounger or mm-hmm. you know you're yeah. you've got an unlicensed stranded in your hand or something. Yeah, like and you can end up with a lot of weird tap lands as well. Yeah, after turn three, yeah. like. Like, I don't know how often it happens, but, like, you're an aggro deck, you basically want it never to happen. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just smoothness is, is definitely important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, why would you recommend this over Mono Red? I'm not saying that I would yeah. necessarily recommend it over Mono Red, but I think that a lot of people are not ready for Heart of Kieran's. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we think that's um, And I, the, the, the other advantage of this deck is that well, I had I had two Aethersphere Harvester in my main deck and, and one mm-hmm. in the sideboard and then I had the Rampage and Ferocidons in the sideboard as well. Yeah. And the Vraska's Contempt <clears> in the sideboard mean that you and, and the Sky Sovereign maybe mean that you can be quite good against against Mono Red, I think. That's true. Yeah. Um, Although they have most of those cards in the board as well. 
Well, they don't have Vraska's Condemned. No, but they have uh, they have Frosted on and Ethers for Harvester. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I the the Harvester's main are pretty important as well, and True. every every creature True. in the deck crews them as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, it's hard for hard for a creature not to crew them. This is very true. <laughs> Jace for its body. True. Yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> um, this new Jace, I'm sure, should crew it. He got pretty hench. Yeah, yeah. If he was yeah. a creature, yeah. yeah. Oh. Buff. Um. So basically, basically, my my attraction to this deck was Heart of Kieran, unlicensed Hazaret. Yeah, yeah. That, that was my what page, I wanted right? to do. Yeah. And uh, worked out well enough. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be always a good, good call. I think people are putting more braids back into their deck now. Yeah, and people were were cutting them like maybe last week and the week yeah. four. Uh, yeah, but now uh, I think I think Marty Aguero has lots of vehicle lists in general here. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So like, I'm I'm back up with two of braids. Yeah, and even the mono black deck plays hard to Kieran. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's going to be tough for hard to Kieran to kind of squeeze its way back into the meta game just with a braids running around. Yeah, like I don't. Week. It can never be where it was, but no, I think it can no, be no. can be good on particular weekends. I think you, yeah, like, you yeah, pick your spot, like you like we were saying about World Over Joe. So definitely, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, do we have much else to say about about uh, store champs? No, no, sorry. You didn't mention that you beat the two of us in the first two rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> demolished. Yeah. yeah, and then and then beat McKaylee in the third round. Oh yeah, all, all the teammates. Jesus, gonna, gonna kill your darlings. Go the way, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I played against you know because the nature of the tournament it's the same as kind of like the World Championships or on a couple of weeks ago. You play almost everybody. Yeah, even yeah. more than once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over the course of the tournament, so like I played mm. McKinley three times. I think yeah. I played against um, Kev three times. Played against Paddy three times. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's good. Yeah, no. I just want to say like I really enjoyed the event. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's something great that Gamers World, our local store, runs, and it's like it's something that like makes Thursday night standard for us or or whatever league you're trying to qualify through. Like feel more competitive, feel yeah. more, ju- more than just like a like a week to week, you know, like you know eight to sixteen man tournament or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is that that week. Yeah. Uh, the fact that like you're trying to qualify for this prestige event, uh, is something really cool, and it's something that a lot of people complain about in like the Irish Magic community is that they don't feel like PPTQs really cater for to them, but they want events like this that feel more important that that yeah. you know feel like something to strive towards yeah uh, and i feel like i think the war chest with their modern staples tournaments yeah. do a similar thing i think the, same thing, yeah. those are great tournaments as well but i think that like uh yeah the gamers store championship for me at the moment is like to be honest i was like i was more interested in qualifying for this than i was for nationals you know yeah for most oh, yeah. of the year i mean i knew i was qualifying for nationals anyway yeah but uh but this was like almost the bigger event yeah, to me, yeah. you know. Well, there's, there's a huge amount of value uh, in the tournament as well. Like, so it was it was pack per win, and then pack per win, and then there were you know prizes in boosters uh, depending on final final placing. Up to you know top four were getting th- third and fourth got three quarters of a box. Yeah, and second one point five boxes of Ixalan. And then first place gets two boxes of Modern Masters 2017, yeah, and then all the nice. top eight get the uh, get the play mats as well. Yeah, yeah. So like the the you know the the value in the tournament, and there's no there's no cost to enter because you qualify. Yeah, we've qualified this. for yeah, it. Yeah. You know, we've 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 paid for our entry. And by, you get, and you get a free Modern Masters draft and a free. Yeah, draft. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. We yeah, like I, <laughs> I opened that um that Scalding turn uh, foil Stony Stone, so like that's just yeah ridiculous I got, value. I got a Blood Moon, two Goblin Guides, and a Crater Hoof Behemoth. Yeah. 
So it's not like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't rare draft because you know I'm not a scrub. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I actually, I, I first picked a signet, uh, which was it a foil. It was not no, uh-huh. um, but I didn't do very well <laughs> <laughs> at that point in the tournament. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, just uh, I gotta say props to Gus. He organizes it, I think, every year in Gamers. Yeah. And uh, props to Sander for head judging the event. Yeah. It was judged uh, as a competitive Oriel event, even though it was unsanctioned. Yeah. So the games felt, you know, serious, yeah. like proper tournament magic. No takes backsies. No take take backs, yeah. Uh, so I really enjoyed that aspect of it as well. And uh, yeah, so just thanks to everyone who, who make the event happen every year. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, definitely. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Mm-hmm. You can catch us on Twitter, at Twitter, Skullcrack. Skullcrack. Mm-hmm. You can email us, skullcrackpodcast.gmail.com. That's yes. us. <laughs> 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 find out Please do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is also Yeah, us. do give us an email if you have a list you want us to to discuss on the show or whatever. Yeah. Well, pretty, I mean, if you're listening, we, you know we'll pretty much talk about anything. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Love looking at Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks to Barry for our team team music. You can find all his, his information in the show notes. And I'll be putting uh, all the stuff in the show notes that we talked about today as well. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you Ooh. for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Extra turns. Uh, we had an interview between myself and uh, Mr. David Wolf after his victory. Um, well, actually, after his loss in the final, but after after his victorious weekend. Mm. Uh, so um, it was, as you may notice, was a very my voice was very gravelly because I was out drinking the night before. <laughs> in, in, the, in, the, in the background, we were being called for a PPTQ, and uh, so I, I was listening back to this. I realized that oh, I, I forgot, I forgot, um, we, we forgot. Well, I forgot to top out one of the tournament reports that weekend. Um, there wasn't the PPTQ, it was um, the big boozy game Commander we played the previous night. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so this is a completely impromptu game. It was like, I, it was after, it was after, so it was after Thomas Ralph's table quiz. Uh, we, we had like a pint or two in the bar. I was, I was about to go home, uh, but then I saw five lads sit down to play Commander. And now this is going to be some life advice. Right. Well, some, some general advice for Magic players is that there's been so many times in my life where I've said, God, I wish I had my Commander deck with me. But there's been no times in my life where I've been like, oh, why did I bring this commander deck out with me? So yeah. just, just bring a commander deck out uh, wherever you go. Uh, <laughs> you never I, know. Yeah, I, I just, so I, I just sat down. And I mean, obviously down. when you go to a, a Nationals Magic tournament, you probably have a higher chance of playing commander than any yeah, other weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. If you're climbing Mount Everest, your Sherpa might be into it. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I so obviously if a five person commander game is is is, is going to be pretty messy, especially when people are pretty drunk and there's booze flying everywhere. Uh-huh. So I, I sat down to make it six, uh, oh, so yeah. I made it made it made it very difficult. So uh, I'm not a big commander player, so I'm going to need your help in in, in trying to recall some details. Um, okay. also, I'm also I'm also pretty drunk at the time, so I'm, I'm going to need. Um, well, you probably won't be able to help me, but I'm going to forget some details. So okay. apologies, fair enough. Apologies to the beast to black hat games guys from Kilkenny if I get your names wrong or your decks wrong. Um, so I sat there so I was playing Joyra to get to which is Joyra it's uh, the suspend commander you play lots of really stupidly expensive spells and suspend them yeah. um, 
So, so uh, directly after me was uh, Tom. He was on Kess. Uh, Kess was a Grixis commander from the Wizards. Yeah. Um, kind of deck. So, yeah, so it's a kind of cast and stuff from Graveyards. Uh, pretty cool Grixis stuff. Uh, beside him was a guy on Atraxa. That's um, the, prol- what's it called, Proliferate? Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. yeah the Proliferate deck. So lots of stuff with, with, with counters and things. Mm-hmm. Um, then beside him was uh, Finton, who was on uh, the Scarab God. So uh, he, because he was whoa, so far in the table. Spicy. <laughs> See, well, I didn't know what he was doing because he's too far away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. So I think... So you just saw him eternalizing things all the time. No, he actually, no, he actually wasn't. So it, oh, was, really? it was, he was, well, oh yeah, so he had lots of mill cards. So he had cards that like, I think he had some kind of artifact that made all of us mill whenever he cast a spell. So, okay. and he had some kind of two card combo, so which we bridge. didn't see. Maybe, I, 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 okay. I, I, I right. please write into us if you're listening to this, guys. <laughs> and, and fill out the, the, the blurs of my memory. Yeah, uh, we'd so love then, to include your deck list in next week's yeah. uh, shout <laughs> So then, yeah, then opposite him was a guy who's on, oh, what's it? The other four color commander deck from 2016 is it Tiros? Well, there were five of them. Oh, one of the Tiros. Nice and Tiro. Oh, yeah, Nice and Tiro. So this is. It's, uh, uh, that group hope deck. Yeah, yeah, group hope deck. So it was a group hope deck. With, he had lots of permanence. Okay. Uh, but I didn't know what they did because I was too far away. Okay. Uh, and, then, and then the guy beside me, then then back around on your side of me was uh, Jonathan, and he was on the, the, a super janky deck with one win condition. His commander was um, uh, the dragon engine that makes mana. Ramos. Ramos, yeah, so Ramos. It's a. He has a, he can generate double Wooberg. And, 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 and his win condition was door to nothing. Door to nothing, yes. Yeah, so right. it's a five mana artifact that comes and taps. So you, right. can, uh, you, can, you can tap it and pay double Wooberg to make it a player lose the game. And yeah. That was, <laughs> apart from beating down with his commander, that was, that was his only win condition. Beating down with his commander? <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So, so the game started. Um, I had a hand with three lands on lots of very expensive spells. I was like, this is a sneep. <laughs> and I was like, lads, what's the I like, can cast Jura, yeah. I can spend my <laughs> that's spells. Space, that's, all, that's all I care about. So I said, uh, oh, what's, what's, I, every time I make a mandate, the scry rules be different. Yeah. Uh, so I said, oh, what's, what's, what's the scry rules? Say, say, that is advice. If you ever lost in Kilkenny and you, you're, you're forced to play commander, the rules are different over there. Over right. there, it's uh, you can shuffle two non-land cards back into your deck and get basics, up to two. That's insane. Yeah, what? So, yeah, so it, it, it is absolutely Mentors insane. In but I, I was so happy with my hand. I was like, I'm going to keep this. I'm not going to shuffle any of these. I'm not going to yeah, shuffle yeah. Enter the Infinite back into my deck no. for, a, for a Metan. So Obviously not. I already, I already had six turns. I, I already had Joy or Mana. So yeah. uh, I also had kind of, I also had a, well, I have a Rift Elemental, which kind of manipulates the number of suspend yeah. um, right, things okay, so yeah. and that kind of stuff. So I was like, yeah, here we go. Uh, so I went around. Yeah, people were demonic tutoring straight away, playing Soul Rings, making lots of very powerful plays. I just go uh, Island, Island, Metan, Joyra, and Joyra died. Tom was who could kill Joyra straight away because he knew that, that the kind of That's bullshit I was, I was capable of. So then I really wish I had done this really broken scry thing because I did not draw another land for a very long time. Uh, so I just kept on just drawing eight mana spells, seven mana spells, and no <laughs> eight, and no lands. At the same time, around the table, the person with the group hope deck was uh, making everyone either draw a card or play land at the end of every turn, at the end of each of his turns. So everyone was like ramping up a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone was dropping so much I was just discarding hand size. I discard the first the first card I discarded was Practical Wood Avail, which was pretty sad to do. Yeah. Uh, so then eventually um uh, so the guy in the periphery deck, he played uh, Lydiana Vale and started taking her up. Uh, was made us all discarded. To Lydia, Lydia Vale making oh, five other people uh, discard cards is pretty, wow. is pretty wow. good. Yeah. Uh, and then so Finton was making everyone build their deck. Every time I milled, I just milled lands. Yeah. And then every time I drew, I, did, I didn't draw them. And then, uh, so at the game the game was going on, I was still stuck with three lands. Uh, Tom opposite me, he played he played Nicole Bolas, God Pharaoh. Wow. And ticked it up, targeting me. Wow. So he got to play all my very expensive spells. Ooh. So he, he ticked it up first. He got Niv Mizzet, which it's, it's, it's good, but like obviously not, not, not the most broken thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then 
You can knock on him. And they've the United at last. Exactly. Yeah. So I was. So now I was thinking, all right. So if he's got, he's he's very far ahead. He's using my deck to cast spells, so he's not going to kill me. But he'll probably kill everyone else first, mm. which is fine. I was like, this is a good relationship to have. Uh, but then the uh, person with Lily Alvale ticked up. Oh yeah, ulted Lily, targeting the guy with uh, targeting Tom with uh, with with the gold bolus out. His two piles were twelve lands and the gold bolus. <laughs> yeah, Tom said, "Oh, this is a really easy decision." I was like, "Yeah, we got to keep the dream alive." But he, he kept his lands, uh, oh. which was which was sad. Oh. Yeah. Um, I suppose he the pile could have included a few lands, but oh, the other guy just wanted to be super safe. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so then, and the game went on. Uh, so uh, Jonathan beside me, uh, someone destroyed his Lord of Nothingness, and I was like, "Oh, is that the only win con in your game? In your in, in your in your deck? You know, that's that's going to be pretty bad for you." He said, "Oh no, no, it's all part of the plan." And then a proliferate guy played uh, his Cabbage News and exiled it from the graveyard, and he's like, oh yeah, now now, 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 now it's gone. Now it's done. Um, yeah, yeah, so then he plays, and then Finton, everyone's built a lot. Uh, he asks everyone to count the cards in the graveyard, and there's a total of 150 cards in graveyards. Right. He plays, I don't know what it is, it's a creature with XX power token yeah, where, yeah. Um, where X is the number of yeah, cards in graveyards. Cards in graveyard. Yeah, it's a zombie, I don't know what it's called, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, so that, that, was, that was pretty big. And oh, happened. is that a Suture Ghoul? Is that what it's called? Maybe. Sure. I, know, I know there's a black green one, which wasn't that. Okay, okay. Um, but maybe it's a ghoul one, sounds right. Mm. At the same time, Scavenger News is getting very, very big because the graveyards are so big. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scavenger News is getting very big. This sort of creature is getting very small. Um, so then eventually, yeah, so then, so then Tom, he says, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start one off. So he starts taking lots of different extra turns because yeah. uh, his, his deck apparently has lots of extra turns. Uh, he, he casts part of, part of Water Veil, he casts it again from his graveyard, he casts the one that's in my graveyard, um, and then he, he starts going off and he nearly moves himself. I have, uh, so I finally hit my fourth land drop after all of this ridiculous stuff happens. Uh, I cast Temporal Trespass for four, because that's only, um, you know, four blue, um, because I'm, my, my graveyard's so big, I can just exile it. Um, and then eventually I start hitting my land drops, uh, and... I event- so eventually I, I can start casting all the really scar- very expensive cards in my hand for actual mana. Uh, I cast Ugin, but, but the board has already been wiped because someone else wiped, someone else had wiped mm-hmm. the board just before this, so Ugin doesn't have much of a pressure on the, on the board. So I'm like, oh, what do I do? I want to ult Ugin to cast all the spells in my hand, but I don't want to target anyone because like, I don't want- I'm don't. i in a very vulnerable position anyway, so I take up Ugin targeting myself. Oh, uh, I just bought myself just, just, uh, just to get up there. Uh, and then I, I draw a few more lands. I'm like, all right, I'm back in the game. Uh, and then uh, all of a sudden someone shoved a uh, Jaeger bomb in my face and was like, yeah, let's go upstairs and try to drink more. I was like, okay. And then the game ended. So, that um, is the least satisfying ending. I know. This is it. Well. I felt like there could have been, like I hit my seven land drop and then that was, that was, that was oh, the end of the game. I've it just was, got to apologize to No, it's, 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 I feel like we should follow it up on another story, but it's, uh, it's getting late. Um, I think you won though in spirit. I think you were getting there yeah, in spirit yeah. dragon. Exactly. I, I, it wasn't. That, yeah, nothing else crazy. I think, I think people started to get bored as well because this was like two hours long. Yeah, Commander um, does tend to six people in Commander. Yeah, that'll, that'll <laughs> exactly. happen. Yeah, you guys should have played with uh, range of influence. I think if you have six oh, people, what's that? So uh, where if you say if you have like a six player game, um, it's like you can play a range of influence tr- uh, two, where you can only affect players sitting to either side of you. Okay, ah, that's that's one. Yeah, so it means you can't you target or do anything to the player directly across the table from you. Okay. But it basically just makes things easier. It, it means there's less you have to keep track of at any given yeah, time. Yeah. And then when the player gets knocked out of the game, things kind of go back to normal. It's more good. political as well. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, yeah, yeah. oh, well, you can do something to him, so please yeah, do this yeah, or whatever. Yeah. 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 Don't don't touch me. 
I can't find that card. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, I, I could be just, I could be yeah. completely wrong about it. Um, I probably was wrong about the whole story. Maybe the whole story didn't happen. Maybe it was just a, a Jaeger influenced fugue uh, <laughs> state. Maybe I was just lying in the corner twitching while imagining this beautiful game of commander happening with no end to it. Yeah, but I I go yeah. Fair play for getting up and coming into the PPT. Exactly. Yeah, I I out of that as well. I did not. So yeah, I like the PPT was I played Chandra with four lands out. Before other lands out, take her up, got Glorybinger. I was like, oh, can't cast this. But then followed it up with a land of shame. Oh, oh you gotta do it. You know, yeah, I know. It's like, it. <laughs> anyway, that's probably good enough to end on. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. See you guys. Bye bye.